Hello, I'm Pastor Daniel Flukey. Welcome to the Sermon Podcast from Christ the King and Living Hope Lutheran Churches. We are congregations of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Port Washington and Saukville, Wisconsin. We believe God's love is for you. Here's our message for this week. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 14th chapter. Glory Glory to to you, you, O Lord. Lord. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking towards them on the lake. But when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me! Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. And you may be seated. Grace to you and peace from the one who was, who is, and who is to come, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. This morning's scripture readings came from the lectionary, so I did not pick these readings for today. But there's one verse in particular that I think is most appropriate for this service we're doing together. So listen again to Romans chapter 10, verses 12 and 13. It says, For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now this is hardly the biggest community ecumenical service that there's ever been. But when I read these verses and I realized we'd have people from more than one congregation here today, I had to point it out. Lutherans and Methodists serve the same Lord who is Lord of all. That's why we're here together, right? And I think, Paul, I think we missed an opportunity last year when we were doing our parking lot. We could have headed down and had worship over at Grand Avenue. So thank you again for being here this morning. And then in the reading, after saying that wonderful verse, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, pointing out God's salvation is for everyone, all are welcome in God's kingdom. Paul then continues with this obvious question. How do people know to call on the name of the Lord? Verse 14, how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And that, of course, is where you and I come in. Every flavor, whatever your tradition is, every flavor of Christ follower is called to share the good news. So then the next question, what is the good news that we're called to share? What message are we supposed to be proclaiming? 
And with that question in mind, what is the good news? I want to turn to today's gospel reading, Jesus Walking on Water. And I know Grand Avenue folks, some of you heard this last week. I'm not sure how you got a week ahead in the lectionary, but you heard a wonderful sermon on it last week. (laughs) Even if you didn't hear it last week, this is a pretty well-known story. But I want you to see what sticks out, what God is saying to you through this story today. Because, of course, the Spirit says something different to us every time we hear Scripture. It's always fresh. So today's gospel picks up immediately, and literally, it starts with the word immediately, after the previous story, which was Jesus feeding that huge crowd of people, over 5,000 people. He took the five loaves and the two fish, and miraculously, it was enough for everyone with an abundance left over. And now that everyone's finished eating, Jesus sends his disciples across the lake in a boat while he dismisses the crowds and sends them home. And then, after everybody's left, Jesus finally gets some alone time to pray, which if you remember, that's what he'd been looking for, some rest time to pray and just be with his heavenly Father. That's what he was seeking when the crowd showed up earlier. And then when Jesus finishes praying, he goes out to join the disciples in the boat which, of course, involves a miracle, walking across the water to get there. And now, as said in the sermon last week, the usual takeaway from this story, the usual sermon point, is Peter is willing to step out of the boat, to take the step of faith and walk to Jesus on the water. There's this great book title, and I haven't read the book, but it's one of my favorite titles ever. If you want to walk on the water, you have to get out of the boat. Isn't that a great title? Peter is a great example of faith. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes we are called to take that step of faith and get out of the boat. Sometimes we need to go out of our safe spaces beyond the walls of the church. And a boat in particular is a cool image to use because a boat symbolically is this suspension over the deep waters, over the water, over who knows what might be down there in the deep waters. And in the Bible, especially the Old Testament, water is often an image of danger and chaos, the unknown. It's the home of the sea monsters, the monsters of the deep. It's mysterious. It's the void at creation to which God's Spirit gives order. And yet we know because of sin, the world God designed is broken and still threatening. And so above all that, above the dangers of the deep, We trust in this fragile thing to keep us afloat, this piece of fiberglass or wood for the disciples. Trust that it'll hold us safely suspended above the danger. And sometimes, God's call for us to proclaim the good news includes a calling to take a step of faith out into those dangerous waters. And when we take that step, as long as we keep our focus on Jesus— As long as we don't look away in fear and get overwhelmed by the fear and doubt like Peter did, then we'll be okay. And so there's a powerful lesson for us there about keeping our focus on Jesus where it needs to be. And of course, you can also talk about my favorite way of looking at this story. Jesus is there to catch us. When Peter does get afraid and overwhelmed and begin to sink, We read how Jesus lets him stand there and flail for a minute so he'll learn his lesson, right? No. Jesus immediately reaches out and catches him. That is a beautiful reminder for us. For when you feel like you're sinking, 
Jesus is there to grab hold of you. Listen to that voice of truth promising to catch you, letting you know that you need not fear. So that's a couple different ways we can read this story. But the problem with reading the story this way, focusing on Peter and his bold step of faith, is that it really focuses on human agency. It becomes a story about us, about whether we are strong enough, bold enough, faithful enough to walk on the water and focus on Jesus all the time. And I don't know about you, but I can't always step out of the boat. I can't always keep my faith, my eyes fixed on Jesus in faith, at least not 100% of the time. And I suspect that that's true for you as well. We can try and try, but I'm sorry, you are not going to be able to go out to Lake Michigan and walk on the water. It's not going to work. This story sets an impossible standard for us to meet. So what is the point of this story? What is our takeaway? Look again at the story. The disciples are on the boat in the sea, on the sea at night. It's dark, it's windy, it's stormy. It says the waves are battering the boat. And suddenly they see Jesus walking towards them. And not surprisingly, they're terrified because people do not generally walk on water. You should probably be questioning at least if you see somebody walking on the water towards you. I would be scared too. And where I get stuck in this story is when Peter asks what he thinks might be a ghost. He's speaking to a ghost, he thinks. Hey, if that's you, Jesus, ask me to come out there on the water with you. And the person on the water says, okay, come on out. That is not proof. I'm sorry, but the ghost doing exactly what you tell it to do is not a good enough reason to step out of the boat. But they're in the boat, and Peter is willing to step out. And notice that this is Peter's idea, not Jesus' idea. And so I imagine Peter saying, Lord, if it's you, command me to come on out there. And Jesus replies, okay, if you're sure that's what you want to do. I'm not sure you know what you're doing, but sure, if you want to come out here on the water, go ahead. I'm here. And so Peter comes out. He does all right for a moment. And then he tries to walk on his own. And of course, he sinks. And Jesus says, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And we often read that like it's a condemnation. Shame on you for not believing well enough. Shame on you for sinking. Shame on you for not doing enough to walk on the water. I wonder, what if it's more like a kid on the side of a swimming pool saying, catch me, catch me, I'm going to jump in, catch me. And whoever's there to catch them says, all right, come on in, I've got you. Imagine Jesus saying to Peter, what are you so worried about? I told you, I've got you. Why do you doubt? I've got you. The goal is not for you and I to have magical powers to walk on water. That'd be kind of cool, but that's not the point. The goal is not even for us to have this kind of super faith so we never ever take our eyes off of Jesus. No, the point is not about us at all. When we try to take things into our own hands, when we think it's up to us instead of Jesus, that is where we get into trouble. 
The point of this story is not for you to leave here this morning and test God by trying to do things you were never created to do, like walking on water. The point is to trust God, the only one who is strong enough to save us. The point is to trust that in the storms of life, we don't need to rely on ourselves alone. We can rely on Jesus. So magical powers to walk on the water might be nice, but wouldn't you rather have Jesus in the boat with you? The good news in this story is not that Peter stepped out or even that Jesus grabbed Peter when he's sinking. The good news is that we see in this story God doing exactly what God always does, coming to us toward the disciples in their boat. And did you catch what happened to the storm? It doesn't stop when Peter steps out toward Jesus or even when Jesus catches him. The wind and the waves stop when Jesus climbs into the boat with his disciples, with Peter. God's movement is always towards us. It's the same in baptism. God comes to us in the water. Our faith comes afterwards in response to God. The promise that matters is God's promise to us. And so even when we fall short, even when we turn away, God's love never fails. God always comes to us even when it means walking across the water through a storm. Take it another step. The whole story of Jesus is God coming to us. In the Christmas story, Jesus takes on our limited mortal flesh, becomes incarnate as a person like us, experiencing all of life, all the way to death, the worst that this world can offer. Jesus comes to be in the same boat as us. The Word became flesh and lived among us. And because Jesus is in our boat, because of what God has done for us, then we do have the freedom to jump into the pool, the freedom to step out of the boat in faith, to step out into the messiness of the world. We have the freedom then to trust that God will continue to be faithful as God has been faithful. The freedom to rely on God rather than on ourselves and trying to save ourselves. And knowing that we are saved by God we have the freedom to step out in faith, the freedom to work for God's kingdom, to travel on the seas of life, the freedom to proclaim the good news that we are in this boat together. We're here as communities of faith in this rough and sometimes fearful world, but we are never in this alone. And that, siblings in Christ, is the good news that we have to share. No matter what happens, Jesus is in the boat with us. God has come to us and will bring us safely home. Our call, our mission, is to invite others to come into the boat where Jesus is, to recognize that God is at work in this world, that God has broken into this world to redeem it. Salvation is at hand. Jesus has come to be with us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. To learn more about the ministries of Living Hope and Christ the King, to ask for prayer, or to make a donation to support the work we are doing in Ozaukee County, 
You can visit our websites at livinghopesockville.org or ctkport.org, or click the link in the show notes to find us online or on social media. May God bless you, and we hope you'll join us again soon.